1: Good Monday morning, and welcome into
2: Grant and Danny. Guess it's Monday afternoon. It's a miserable one. The Commanders are not headed to the playoffs. Do you guys know how hard it is this year in the NFC to be too good to draft a quarterback that matters in the first half of the first round, but too bad to not make the playoffs? How do you even thread that needle? If anybody can do it,
3: it's my team.
2: A it's my squad. Who crochets all day long, can't (laughs) thread that needle. Mm -mm -mm. He's Danny Rue, I'm Grant Paulson. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Culpepper for the duration today. Hanging out with you until 6.30. Jay Gruden will join us at 5 o'clock. Yesterday was a good old-fashioned debacle in Landover, Maryland. Biggest game of the year, and the Commanders came up their smallest. They lose by two touchdowns, 24-10, to a bad Cleveland Browns team that had nothing to play for. When their entire season was on the line, even if their head coach didn't know it, they were facing potential elimination, win, and you're almost certainly in, and they did not post. The Browns, whose season was over, who aren't any good, every one of their beat reporters, we had several of them on the station last week, said they weren't going to win, they've packed it up, they just don't care anymore. They kicked Washington's butt and ended the commander's season. Wow.
3: Now, I was wrong. My hand's going up here. I was 100% wrong. I thought they would lose to the Giants. I thought they'd lose to the Niners. I thought they would win these last couple of games against a team that, as you said, has pretty much packed it in these last couple of weeks for Cleveland We're about Deshaun Watson shaking some of the rust off entering 2023, right? That's what Cleveland was doing. They're playing out the string. Miles Garrett looking for a couple more sacks. That's your season, right? Nick Chubb wanted the rushing record. It wasn't like a great team at this stage that was supposed to do anything worth a damn. And they were better from start to finish. They stupided their way out of some points early on. Otherwise, it would have been worse of a beatdown. Just hard to believe. Hard to believe that this was it. Hard to believe that even after everything that happened over the last month where they haven't won a game since November, 0 and one this team, now here down the stretch, it's hard to believe that that was the effort that was mustered. Now, I know they're missing a couple guys, especially on defense, which I think really hurt them. They've given up a bunch of big plays. That's been their bugaboo the last couple of weeks. But to me, this is about the offense, and really it's about the quarterback spot. I don't care who you're a, you're a stand for, as the kids say. You're both wrong. You like Taylor Heineke, you're wrong. You like Carson Wentz, you're wrong. We told you this a year ago when they made the trade. They're in the unacceptable bucket for quarterbacking. I didn't think it'd be that bad. I thought he would, you know, muddle his way. And we'd be stuck with him next year. through a couple, you know, YOLO passes that Terry McLaurin pulled down, and they would eke out a win against a god-awful Browns team that stops the run like I resist carbohydrates. I thought they would eke out a couple W's down the stretch pat themselves on the back for a job well done, and we'd run this nonsense back. But you heard old Double R in his his pressure just now. That really hasn't worked out to trade for the quarterback, okay, or QB1. Like I'm I'm a sophomore in high school saying QB1, I could just say quarterback, okay? I don't know if it's interesting or important, but everyone we've acquired has really sucked. They
2: really have. (laughs) Terrible. Three years they've been here, this regime. Three. Three years they have had three losing seasons. They made the playoffs once when they were seven and nine. If you want to give them credit for a playoff appearance, you can do that. I care about process over result. I care about what's reality, right? And the reality of that year was that team wasn't very good. They have not exceeded expectations at any point. I don't think they've maxed out what should be, really, in two of these three seasons now. This year, they should have made the playoffs. They should have. You had the world by the balls. Two weeks ago, all you had to do was handle your business. Everyone two weeks ago right now basically told you, hey, you'll lose to San Francisco, no problem. Beat the bad Browns at home and then beat a Cowboys team that might be resting some starters. And if it happened in reverse, by the way, if you beat the Browns and then you lose to the Cowboys because they play everyone, I think even then we'll say they just weren't good enough, it didn't work out, that they got the break they needed, that the Cowboys were resting players, whatever. Your two biggest games of the year, luckily for you, came at FedEx Field. The Giants and the Browns in succession here in a three-week span. You scored 12 and 10 points. You averaged 11 points. You had three and seven points at halftime of those two games with two different quarterbacks. Unacceptable. Unforgivable. It has been three years. They have had chance after chance after chance. See, people look at the quarterbacks they've chosen and say, well, they didn't get that right, so they're 0 for 3. No, 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 no. They've had a million chances they didn't take to get quarterbacks they elected not to get as well. All of those should go on the ledger too. Draft picks, free agents, and otherwise. This was such a bad loss. The Giants game, I said, Danny, a couple weeks ago, is going to be the one when this year ends and we're writing the obituary on this team that I will not be able to look past. I think yesterday was worse. Because your hand-picked quarterback that Rivera traded two early-round picks and paid $28 million to, that Rivera spent the offseason telling us, you guys are wrong, okay? You have questions. I don't. He's the answer, okay? He started. Remember your owner's only public comments by way of a leaked audio clip this past offseason? season. finally got ourselves a quarterback. Do you? Two interceptions in his first five throws. Worst quarterback rating of his life in the 30s. 143 yards and three interceptions. The defense, Danny, that you said didn't need another cornerback, didn't need another linebacker, with injuries at those two positions, got gashed. Yeah. And, and then you're going to stand up there now and say, well, Cam Curl being out and Benjamin St. Juice being out. Remember on cutdown day when you and I, we were in shock that they basically whittled their roster down to four corners and they had no one else in the building. That's so right. They signed some guy named Rashad Wild Goose. You can't now get upset that you have an injury at cornerback as if it's the first time that's ever happened.
3: I pinted myself into this corner. I can't believe I'm in this corner.
2: Linebacker position. Uh-huh. We only use two linebackers, Kay. You don't understand. We got Jamin Davis, Kay. Cole Holcomb's hurt. I saw him. I was leaving FedEx Field yesterday. He was he was on one foot hopping up the hill with his knee on one of those little things that helps you walk around. A little, little cart what, things, you have a, yeah. scooters. It was a little, uh, like, I have a knee problem. I have a leg problem, so my knee's on a little scooter thing. He had one of those going. Not available yesterday. Out for the year. I'm watching the game last night. It's a lot of David Mayo and Danny Johnson and Jeremy Reeves at safety, a special teamer, pro bowler. Love Jeremy. It's more a lot of the guys that they didn't plan to be on the field trying to make tackles as mediocre Deshaun Watson in Cleveland are having problems. Guess what? They gave up three straight touchdown drives, Danny. They gave up drives for touchdowns of 63, 89, and 70 yards in the second half. The offense at one point pulled to within seven. The defense goes right back out on the field and gives up points on a long drive. You chose not to go get an extra cornerback, spend any money at the position. You chose not to have backup linebackers of any quality. We'll just sign John Bostick three weeks into the year. These are choices that were made. And it, you had to pay the piper yesterday when you were banged up. But to your point, I mean, we can harp on the defense. I, I just expect so much from them. It's like the good student. We have two yeah. kids. One's the offense, one's the defense. The defense passes and, and gets good grades, and so when they – Take a bad test. I'm like harder on them. I actually expect something from them. 3.8 yards per play for this offense yesterday. McLaurin, your $71 million extended wide receiver, Danny. Two catches for 25 yards. The skilled player you spent the most money on in free agency since you got here touched the ball one time. Top nine paid wide receiver in the league, Curtis Samuel. Two targets, one catch, six yards. Tag your it. I mean, it was exhausting yesterday
3: awful pretty pathetic again the part i can't get past in a league that it rewards and is designed for offense other leagues are balanced like the nhl like they, they are not an offensive league it's a it's a balance like goaltenders can stand out defenses can stand out playoff hockey is a certain way this league has shot a flare gun up in the air and said we're gonna make money with fantasy football with points being scored with red zone this is a league of offense higher standards are there for offenses. A defense that gives up things to an offense in this league is inevitable. San Francisco got worked yesterday by Jared Stidham. That's the best defense I've seen in years. The Oakland Raiders did – Oakland, I'm sure. The Vegas Raiders did whatever the hell they wanted yesterday. That's going to happen in this league. If this stupid team with terrible decision-making at the top had a league average offense – I'm not even talking about a good one that you and I have coveted since Kirk Cousins left town. I don't even mean a good one, Grant. A good one is a pipe dream at this point. If they had a league average offense, they'd they'd have have 11 wins. An average offense that could muster three touchdowns in a game and not have it be a, a, a rarefied artifact that Indiana Jones discovers in the first 10 minutes of the film. If they had a normal NFL caliber offense that could score in the low 20s, which is where scoring is now, 22 points a game coming into this weekend was the league average. You do that, you got 11 wins. Probably minimum, maybe more than that at this point. And they got pieces. They've got legitimate things that you would want that any team would go, yeah, I'd love to have that guy.
2: You wouldn't have known it yesterday. And
3: you wouldn't have known it yesterday. It's it is it. At the end of the day, we tried to justify, I'm not saying you or me, but, but everybody, we talk ourselves into certain things. It's not complicated. Their quarterback position isn't good enough regardless of who you had tried out there yesterday. The two guys that were your nominees, neither one is good enough. For the Heineke people that are sitting there yelling at me, like, you guys wanted this Wentz thing. No, I didn't. The Wentz people going, you guys wanted this Heineke thing. No, I didn't. They need to be out of that marketplace. And they're going to do it again, by the way. They're going to do this again. If you let Double R and the Marty's come back, it's too late down the road now to take a kid and to start the process over again. They're going to be right back in that same DVD bin. Welcome Derek Carr. Welcome a uh, guy that they couldn't get because Derek Carr chose the Colts. It's going. They're going to be in the trash heap again, and we'll do this all over.
2: Well, re- remember this, though. Okay, First of all, they're not going anywhere. you got an ownership change coming probably. Hopefully. Nobody's getting fired. You might make a change to the staff, right? A coordinator goes or a front office member is out. There might be some tweaks, and you might rearrange some chairs on the, the ship here. But by and large, this thing is continuing into next year now. Mm-hmm. Run it back. And there's two reasons for that. Number one... The ownership, change of hands that could be coming down the pike and the sale by Dan Snyder is going to prohibit you from really making any massive changes, even if you wanted to. But number two, and I think this is significant, they weren't bad enough to blow people out. And this was the frustrating part about all of the fake, nonsensical, month-long, empty-calorie victories that everyone clapped like seals about. When you tie the Giants in a game that you should lose or win, doesn't matter. When you beat the Bears because of a muffed punt by Velas Jones, who I think has muffed 16 punts this year <laughs> and somehow keeps returning punts for them. When you beat the Colts, who are horrendous, right before fire their coach, because Terry McLaurin makes a superhuman play, they did the thing again. Wizards fans, you know what I'm talking about. You're doing it right now? This has been my entire life. See, here's the difference between me and, and a lot of other people. You guys are playing chess and I'm playing checkers. I don't care about making the playoffs and being annihilated by San Francisco or being beaten by Minnesota or, God forbid, maybe somehow going to Minneapolis and beating them and then being annihilated by a good team the next week. I want to be great once. I, You know what? Screw great. I want to have a chance every single year to have a winning record. They haven't had a winning record since 2017. They don't do things the way winning teams do them and so to just sit here when you 1716 the Colts and when you 1914 the Raiders and when you 1312 the Bears and whatever other crap happens it's all a a exercise in futility it is a tire spinning hamster on a wheel disaster that is keeping me from what i really want this is fraudulent yep this can't work there are four positions in the NFL in terms of jobs four that give your organization the best chance to thrive. I want you to grade on a 1 to 10 scale the person they currently have in these four jobs. Okay? Go. 1 to 10 scale. The owner of the team. One. The lowest, lowest number you can be. The general manager of the team. Uh, Two and a half. The Three. head coach of the team. Four. I'll even say four and a half. The quarterback of the team. Three. They don't have any of the right people in place. Please, God, if you're out there listening right now, because I know you like doing nothing more than listening to this program mm-hmm. from 2 to 6.30. Point me listening. I need a new owner who hires a general manager, who hires a head coach, who picks a quarterback. Because you can have, like, two of these four if the quarterback's great. You could have one of these four if you got one of the all-timers. They are batting 0 in this capacity. And, and this season – was a big waste of time.
1: <laughs>
2: it just was. It was because the, the the runway to land this plane between not making the playoffs, but also being so good that you're picking now in the twenties. Hard to do. This there's never been a smaller runway. It's the size of the tires of the plane. They found a way to put that bird down. Remember
3: at the end of Top Gun Maverick when we took that took off in that F-14. It was, it, this is the runway, right? This is it. I'm, it, it to your point, I, and I – again, I, I don't, I'm not as mad as a lot of people are today. And I know I'm annoying. Everyone's annoyed with me, and that's fine. Be as annoyed as, as you want. I, I'll continue to wear that. My anger was nine months ago when I told you all then this is a waste of time to go through these exercises with these quarterbacks and, and these sorts of behaviors.
2: But to, to an extent, this offseason, they didn't have – they. they Whatever option they chose was going to be the wrong one, in other words. They didn't have uh, uh, the choice because of the mistakes they've made in the past. The problem is they're right back there again.
3: Yeah, they're still here, and, and that's what begets being here. Again, a- anybody that's a fan, also a fan of the Wizards, knows it immediately. It's the Grunfeld. It's you. You try to break out from previous mistakes, and you undo them, and it costs you things. Like the draft pick they're going to have, we're going to have to send to the Colts this year is going to be the most painful third round pick in the history of mankind. It's it's going to be like pulling an organ from your still beating body. That draft pick is going to be awful. That's a tax on a bad decision. That's what that is. And you got to keep making those just to just to maintain the status quo. And then the bottom falls out, and we go, how did we get here?
2: This is how. But there's another question to be had, because I think we could sit here and we could talk about going and getting a quarterback and whether they should have or shouldn't have. To give up two threes and $28 if you get your QB1, as Rivera calls it, your franchise passer, is not a heavy price. They had to do something. They did the wrong thing, right? But why do they not elevate anybody? Look at what Brian Dable has done with Daniel Jones. Uh Uh-huh. Daniel Jones is the same guy today he was that you guys all hated two years ago. Suddenly, doesn't really throw picks. Runs the ball a bunch. Puts the ball out of harm's way and into the hands of his receivers. Very efficient, right? Brian Dable has made Daniel Jones better. Who was the last quarterback in Washington that anybody made better? Seriously. I'd say Cousins, who developed. Right, that's A regime ago. Yeah. That's six years ago now, dude. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there is more to it than just like, oh, Wentz stinks, so oh, this guy's not any good. Oh, they shouldn't have gotten Fitzpatrick. They don't elevate their talent the way that they need to. Do you disagree with that? I don't
3: at all. I, I, think on, right. I think
2: they're good at this on defense. I really do. I think they got some really good players on offense in the skill game at wide receiver specifically. I love what they've got with Brian Robinson as a thumper on the interior right now. They don't make their players better. They don't scheme them better. And specifically at quarterback, Wentz was better with his previous team. Kyle Allen was better with his previous team. You you have you've gotten the best out of Heineke that anyone got because he had never played really before yeah, this. Because nobody else played him. They, they don't make guys better. No. At the most important position on the field, they get worse here. Why? That is, is,
3: is the question. I mean, we've always sort of anecdotally pointed to it, a, a lack of progression and development. Some guys rise above that, right? Some guys are like Terry McLaurin who, who turned themselves into stars. And, you know, guys like Antonio Gibson who took a demotion and I thought, bad pun here, but ran with it. Actually ended up being performing better than he did last year. Last year he was a fumbling, oh, well, whatever. This year he was a really good change of pace back. So every once in a while it happens. But for the most part, I think that's the rule, right? That's kind of been the M.O., is they come in with all sorts of hype and attention, and then excuses are made for years. To me, it's, it's it, Chase Young is the perfect encapsulation of that. The bar now is that he, like, flashes on a run play of five or six yards down the field and, and hustles. I, I was told better than Bosa. Better than Bosa. Which Bosa? Doesn't matter. Better than both of them. I was told a lot of things by a lot of people.
2: He made a tackle yesterday. He made a tackle yesterday.
3: In the most important game that he's played in his little tiny career. He made a tackle yesterday. No, that listen, it's unfair to judge him on one game coming back from this injury. Whatever, whatever. But my point is, no more excuses. Excellence immediately.
2: When I'm promised excellence, when you tell me this is can't miss, then it better not miss. Yeah, here's what I want you to do, too. Don't spend your off season telling me how good Carson Wentz is, right? Don't Don't, don't say- cut a promo after the Bears game yelling at people. Right. You looked at the papers. I printed the papers. I, I'm the one that watched the film. I spent almost an hour. Watch more film. Yeah, watch it again. Print more papers. I want you to print more papers, and I want you to watch more film. <laughs> if, if you're the one. Yep. Let Dan wear that one. Here's here's how that should go. You're, done, you're gosh darn right Dan ordered the code red. You're right, he did. I didn't print the papers, guys. I didn't watch the film, guys. That was him. It's That's a yacht was, pick. That was Dan. That was a yacht pick. Not the other way around. Just let Dan. I don't care if you did order the code red. You let Dan wear that one. That's Dan's. If I was him, I'd be working the phones like he was last night. Hey, Ian Rappaport, can, can you uh, tweet this out for me? Paulson asked me a bad question. Tweet this out. Say, yeah, I'm sure
3: that was a bad question, by the way.
2: That's fine. I don't care. The po- I care so much. Well, I,
3: I'm going to drill down on this,
2: and you can, and you can, you can calmly sit there and be correct. The, the, the Rappaport tweet, though, ricked me, okay? Well, it because should. It's so obvious that Ron starts hitting up all his beat reporters and all his people going, hey, uh, here's here's what happened. Here's what happened there. Dummy fat guy asked me a, a, a stupid question. Put him in a, a bad spot. He's a jerk. <laughs> well, that's fine. You're Okay, I'm a jerk. I'm sure. Ian Rappaport tweeted last night, I don't understand what the big deal is. So what? He didn't know if his team was going to be eliminated. He forgot to take the quotation
3: marks off before he tweeted it.
2: Oh, my God. Is water heavy? There's 32 of these jobs. Someone else is preparing the defense and someone else is preparing the offense. I need you to know you could get eliminated. That's not a big ask. And if you don't think that's a big deal, you're you're so wrong. <laughs> it's such a big deal. It is emblematic of everything. Uh-huh. Do you think that the really sharp, uh, quick-witted, genius young coaches around this league that we covet, they don't know who gets in and who doesn't based on what math and algorithm I know you wanted to win. Every coach in the league wanted to win yesterday. You're the guy that wanted to win. You had a week to prepare. At some point, you might want to go, hmm, if Carson Wentz throws three picks and we lose, what has to happen for us to still get in?
3: Or at the end of the game, do you go for the tie or the win? If you go for the tie, are, are you eliminated? Do you need, you need to know those kinds of things, right? Is, does it behoove you to go in overtime? Does it behoove you to go for the win because you have to? Does it? Does what What else is happening around the league matter or does it not matter? Those are probably important things that you
2: should have in mind
3: as you head into a game.
2: Is your season on the line or not? Yeah. You, you I, I may bench my quarterback. I may not. He admitted that he was considering going to Heineke. Well, if you think no matter what you're going to have a chance to play for the playoffs the following week, you might make a different decision than if – You absolutely unequivocally have to win this game or you could be screwed. They lost to the Browns, man. The rest of it may not matter. I mean, the fact is they didn't deserve to make the playoffs. So that's the only good thing about the fact that they won't is you could talk yourself into, if I can't beat the Giants at home off a bye week, if I can't beat the Browns at home when they've packed it up for their season as a six-win team in a lost year, so what? I'm not a playoff team anyway. I, I can't lose too much sleep With this over this schedule. Huh. Let's open up the MGM National Harbor listener lines next. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. How are you feeling on this misery Monday, the day after the Commanders showed up small in their biggest game of the year, broadcasting live from Buffalo Wild Wings and Culpepper off Knowles Mill Road. Come join us.
5: his 8th catch of the year. The clock continues to move.
4: Wentz, deep ball. Dotson in double coverage!
2: Grant Delpit had his hands on it and it's picked off for a second time today by Delpit. Adam Amin on the call. Welcome back. Grant and Danny on the fan. You just heard a low light from the performance against the Browns via Fox yesterday. We are live at Buffalo. Wild Wings will be here until 6.30 tonight. We are in Culpeper, 763 Nulls Mill Road. So if you're in the Culpeper area, last chance of the season to come out and hang with us as we are broadcasting live after the Commander's biggest worst loss of the season, and this one got him eliminated from playoff contention with one game to go. We gave you our thoughts. We want yours. 800-636-1067, 800 800- Six three six one zero six seven. Danny, there's only two coaches left, other than Rivera, who were hired the same year as him. Like in terms of that class, hired the exact same time as him. They are Kevin Stefanski of the Browns, who's been to the playoffs and won a division, twenty five and twenty three, and Mike McCarthy of the Cowboys, who everyone loves to bag on, who's been on the hot seat a couple times already, oddly enough, who has been to the playoffs and won a division, and is thirty and nineteen. And then there is. Rivera here in Washington, who has been to the playoffs and won a division in air quotes because they went seven and nine, but Washington twenty one twenty six and one under Rivera. Three seasons, three losing seasons. Rivera now five straight years without a winning record. And if you're looking bigger picture for Ron Rivera, twelve years as a head coach, nine losing records now.
3: Yeah, you're talking five straight as you go back to Carolina where he got blown out after losing to Washington, ironically. And uh, now we're here with three straight at this point. Again, there's different spots in in regimes, right? And what I mean by that is it's it's so impressive what Brian Dable has done because New York can't even start their rebuild yet. They're stuck with Kenny Galladay and a bunch of other guys they have to purge, and yet here they are. Detroit is further ahead than they are. This was year three where everything is in his image. It's critically disappointing with this schedule, with the state of the NFC, not at the top but in the middle
2: class where they are, that they couldn't get it done this year. It's pretty pathetic. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. Kevin's in Arlington to get us started. Kev, Kevin, the floor it. is yours.
5: Hey, boys. Well, I hate to say I called it uh, during the bye week when I said if they lose to the Giants, they're going to lose out, and it's unfolded exactly that way. But you know what? Let's, you know, you made a great point earlier about saying you know we're not even talking about what he didn't do. Can I just focus on why in 31 other cities and – America, a week from today, Rivera would be fired, and why he's going to be dead coach walking through 2023 because of a a variety of circumstances. But let's look at what he did do. Yesterday was the three-year anniversary of his hire, okay? This is what he did at quarterback. He chose Dwayne Haskins. He chose and traded a fifth for Kyle Allen. He chose Ryan Fitzpatrick. He chose Carson Wentz. Here's what he did in the front office. He chose the Marty's and booted Kyle Smith. Here's what he did with big money, doled out. And they haven't doled out out of big money. He doled out big money for William Jackson and Wentz and Curtis Samuel. And at least Samuel has proven to be a solid. But, you know, that hasn't gone swimmingly. Okay, he chose to deconstruct this O-line. We basically got nothing for Trent Williams and Brandon Sheriff. But we have a hell of a Commanders roster there at guard with uh, Norwell and Turner. And let's look at the one big decision he has made with the coaching staff. He extended Neophyte, Norb Turner's boy. He extended Scott Turner. last thing I want to say is, you know, there are some things in terms of culture where I'm not as embarrassed to be a fan of the Burgundy Gold. He's a classy guy. I don't want to completely kill him. But here's something that's shocking to me. Since 2000, since he came, We have proven to be the league's biggest chokers because in terms of turnovers and points allowed also turnovers, no team withers and chokes more than Washington. Guys, he's dead man walking. And here's one last thing, just one last thing. My friends that are diehard Commanders fans who don't think Snyder's going to sell, they're saying he's going to fire Rivera and start over because he's not going to sell. That'll be an interesting tell about the sale. That's all I got. Love Thanks, you, guys.
2: Scott. Appreciate you. Yeah, I don't think Rivera's getting fired. I would be shocked. But a big part of why I feel that way is that he's selling, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Now, if, if he yeah. wasn't selling, I think it would absolutely be in play, to be honest. I still don't think it would happen. I think he's very insulated and has set up a good structure where everyone reports to him and he's the GM and the VP. And, and he has done – we should give him a little bit of credit for this too, some good things. Much more of them, I would say, culturally, off the field, roster building, players really like him, that type of stuff. Not roster building from a roster construction standpoint. (laughs) But in in terms of a togetherness and a continuity and, you know, just being a respectful operation, right, in a lot of ways. So it's not all bad, and I do think he would survive narrowly if Snyder was going to be the owner. But because I do believe he's selling – I 100% think Rivera and the majority of this staff, in terms of the front office, stays. But you're right. If, he's, if he is, let's just say the Monday after, out of out of a job, because Snyder fired him, uh-huh. it would seem like Dan's just, That's noteworthy. just sitting at his desk doing business. Business
3: as usual. Yeah, if this was a normal organization, and this was, you know, you don't have an owner under all the investigations and everything. You know what I mean by normal. You see it all the time. A lot of teams are normal. Uh, I would, as the owner, call him into my office, talk about Rivera, and I would say, I want you to know that this is fireable. When Grant asked you the question and you didn't know that you were eliminated, you got plenty of time to go on Good Morning Football and hock your T-shirts. You got plenty of time to shuck and jive when you guys are on on winning streaks. You got plenty of time to get your car washed on a Friday when the DEA comes to take out your hand-picked trainer uh, and cuff him and stuff his butt. You got plenty of time for those sorts of things. I need you to take a few few minutes to understand where you are in the league and the context of postseason or not. I need you to know all the scenarios so that in the fourth quarter, when it's decision time, you've got all the information possible. What you did and the embarrassment from yesterday, not only the performance, but that press conference, then where you, you've handpicked a couple of guys to carry water for you in the media, that's fireable. I'm not going to, but I want you to know that it is. You're on the thinnest possible ice right now. That's the deal. And
2: I, I better see a whole bunch of different philosophies starting right now, this minute. Well, there's also the press conference, and we'll play it at 6 o'clock today. we got Jay Gruden at 5.00. His press conference today was strange in a couple spots. He talked a lot about the quarterback, the closest he's come to saying they're going to be looking for a QB again, that they're moving on from Wentz. But he said something at one point along the lines of, and Ben said he's going to help us try to find a quarterback, dot, dot, dot. I don't know what that meant. I've asked a few people in the media. I took that to mean Ben Standing of The Athletic wrote something as if to say, here's how you're going to go about finding a quarterback or here's how I'm going to help them or something. And Rivera was, like, calling that out in the press conference, which is kind of a petty, strange thing if that's what was happening, by the way. And I need that kind of stuff to stop. Your biggest problem post game is not a question that's asked to you. (laughs) Today is not about, like, telling a reporter, I saw your story. I'm going to call you out and belittle Mm you. No, 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 no. Wear this today. Just take your L. Read the room a little bit. It's three years. It's three losing seasons. It's another disastrous decision blowing up in your face at quarterback. Just wear this one. It's okay to every now and then just take the L, put it in your pocket, and walk along. 800-636-1067. You want to hop in on Grant and Danny. The Commanders lose it home to the Browns. Deshaun Watson, 9 of 18. And yet somehow, with 169 yards, sliced them and diced him mm. in the second half. You're listening to G&D. The Commanders, a sixth straight losing season secured, are going to be one season behind the New York Jets for the longest stretch of football without a winning season when this year ends. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan. We're discussing yesterday's loss at the hands of a Browns team that had nothing to play for. You can call us at 800-636-1067. Come see us in person. We are at Buffalo Wild Wings. Cole Pepper, 763 Knolls Mill Road. Stop by and say hello. Let's get to the phones. MGM, National Harbor Listener Lines. Mark is in Largo. What's up, Mark?
6: Hey, guys. What up, well, buddy? Danny, there was something good that happened yesterday. At least the Wizards won. Was...
3: <laughs> the old, hey, our process is actually pretty good after all. Wizards win without, yeah, no. against the team without two stars. Well
6: well three stars if you think about it. But I'll yeah. Tell you. you know what? Let me say this. Um I think the game speaks for itself. Um and I was for Carson and because of what was going on with, with Taylor and stuff like this. The bottom line, this team doesn't have a quarterback. And they haven't had a quarterback. And and you know me, I've been saying this ever since the day they drafted because I know I text Grant the moment they drafted him, um, Let's go with Sam. How I don't know if Sam is the answer. I don't think anybody can work with this offensive lines coaching staff. But I will say this: If Ron is going to be here this year, there's no way in the world you got to bring you can't bring Scott Turner back next Monday. I mean, you just can't let business be. He as just got an extension. Mark,
2: he got extended last offseason. I,
6: I I get I get that. That's why. If he, if, if but see his deal. If you can't you can't keep him with Carson. Everybody – now, I will say this. I will say this, to be fair. I did hear that zambezi has been wanting to play, you know, Hal for a minute. So maybe it is up to – maybe Turner wants to play Hal and, and maybe Ron is the big performer not wanting to push for this.
2: Appreciate I appreciate the call. But, I, I've never heard mind. that. I don't want to get into speculation of what coaches think and who they want on the field. Here, here's what I'm going to tell you couple things. Number one, Carson Wentz can't come back next year.
3: He can never throw a pass for this team again.
2: Yesterday is the end of the road, okay? I was, all week long, doing the show solo, speculating that what they wanted was him to play well in a couple of wins, they make the playoffs. It will justify them being able to bring him back. That was their plan. It'll make their trade look better. That was the whole idea. That's what they wanted to do. Yesterday's game put an end to any future Way forward with Carson Wentz, period. And if you don't believe me, listen back to Rivera's press conference today when we aired it at 6. He made it pretty clear. What's the song? That's the end of the world as, as we know it. it. Yeah, that's the Carson Wentz song for today, okay? So that's number one. Number two, Rivera would not name a starting quarterback today for Sunday. If they play anyone other than Sam Howlett's malpractice, Wentz shouldn't play after what happened this past week. There's no reason to play him. You're risking an injury. Who knows what that would do for the contract situation? Oh, I to think. lock Derek Carr, no. Hard pass, not happening. So you can't play him, I don't even think, from a contractual standpoint because you'd risk being on the hook maybe. That's number one. Number two, you know what Taylor Heineke is. There's not one thing he could do that could change the opinion they have in the building of him. You have a guy you drafted in the fifth round, who you should buy now after a year of watching him practice after a really good preseason. In a lost year now, having been eliminated, just want to see what he looks like for four quarters in a game against a good Cowboys defense. It doesn't matter if he's great or he's terrible. You're probably going to find your starter this offseason. But, Sam, how could you be your backup next year, potentially? If you want a cheaper option than Heineke, maybe a Heineke-ish quarterback with more uh, mobility, guy that ran for 100 yards seven times at North Carolina in his final year, cheaper version of Heineke, there he is. And, and, oh, by the way, every time Carson went through an incompletion yesterday, the whole crowd was chanting for Taylor Heineke. I mean, what a mess. He's now a celebrity backup. You you could even make the case, if you go get Garoppolo or Carr or someone, that having Heineke behind them could be a detriment because everyone just wants that guy to play again as soon as the, the, the next quarterback has a bad game or throws two or three picks. So for every single reason there is, Danny, Sam Howell should start in Week 18, and if he doesn't, it's going to be a laughable insane ridiculous decision
3: i got a gentleman's bet that they're going to start taylor heineke oh i'm sure they will They'll do some kind of thing where it's not fair to sam howell they'll come up with some other kind of nonsense because again the the coaches when the coach and gm are the same person everything is about looking to validate these decisions they are so concerned with eking out one more win so that it looks better on the resume so that they're 500 8 8 and 1 than being seven to nine, you and I both know they're better off being seven to nine, and we should root for some of the seven to nine teams to pick up a W next week so the Washington can pick 12th or 13th. But they're not going to do that. They're going to you go you play to win the games. It's on the schedule. You win every one of them. We're going to play to win. Of course, I'm not saying players should purposely drop and people passes will, will or cheer miss for tackles. That.
2: Yeah, enjoy your empty calories. No, as soon as Rivera said in the press conference, "We're going to play to win," that was to me code word for. We are. We're going to start a veteran next week. Well, I don't think Wentz is an option. So you're starting Heineke, right? That that's what that means to me. Now, I would make the case you haven't won in a month with either of those two guys anyway. You shouldn't care about winning this game at all. That doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Everybody on the field, every player, every coach should. They're give getting it a, evaluated. 110. Yeah. This this game is a gift to just see what Sam Howell looks like. It's A preseason game in January. And it's so much more valuable than any preseason game Sam Howell could ever have against a Cowboys team that might actually be playing hard, might actually have Micah Parsons on the field. Let's see what he does. Let's see what he looks like. If he's unbelievable, you don't go into next year with him as your starter, but it could change the way you feel just about his potential and what you would do around him in the quarterback room and whether you want someone who might only be there for a year or two because maybe he's got the growth to become something. There's no reason... Not to play Sam Howell this weekend. None. But I'm with you. I'm expecting Heineke. Raheem is in seat pleasant on Grant and Danny. What's up, Raheem? Danny. What's up, man?
6: Hey, man, you were 100% right about Top Gun. I hit you up, I think, Saturday on Twitter. Yep. Oh, you were 100% right. Best What's day Top ever.
2: Gun? Huh? What about Top Gun? Oh, best movie ever. Just <laughs> oh, so much ever. fun. It's just so much fun. <laughs> I invented it, Grant, as you know. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you for the call. I'm not letting you be the Top Gun guy on the I'm show. I'm the Top Gun guy. I saw it three times in theaters and only said every single day on the show for about a month. Everyone should go see it. Now I got people calling up saying Danny, who saw yeah. it at his house one time. That's right. When he rented it. We're not doing that. I went okay? to the theater. I went to the theater. No. Three yeah. times. I went and saw it in IMAX. Top Gun, in Gun guy. In wait, Tyson's. Wait, what is that? Udvar Hazi. The Udvar. Yeah. I'm sure Danny's the Top Gun guy over Big here. Big Top Gun guy. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine what just happened to me, Danny? Yeah, it all I, I am a Top Gun guy. Enjoy you know what it feels like. He's Danny. I'm Grant. You're listening to The Fan. Back to the phones we go next. 800-636-1067. The question for you guys. Ron Rivera went to Carson Wentz. It imploded in his face. What are you making the decision now? G&D on The Fan.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas